That song, that fit just perfect what I want to talk to you tonight about. Uh, and that is that it is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That's basically the title of what I want to talk to a little bit tonight. Be teaching more than, than preaching. Uh, but I've had this message on my heart, I guess a month or two, and when the pastor asked me if I would uh, do Sunday night, uh, it's the first place the Lord led me. And I'm never, I never get over the fascination of having God lead you to something. You know what I mean? Uh, if you've taught or preached or anything, uh, it's just amazing to whenever you come to that place and you know that this is what God has specified that He wants you to talk about. Even if it uh, doesn't seem to work out to start with, all you've got to do is stay in prayer and study a while and He'll show you what He wants to do. And I find that fascinating. Brother uh, Steve done a great job this morning. Uh, and I, I was kind of looking at my message this evening and going through it. Went through first, he said to ask sincerely, you know, with a heart that wants to, wants to know, to listen. To listen with, uh, with God's burden, actually with Jesus' burden. Then to care. You know, hey, uh, we love Him because He first loved us. And the only way we can love anybody else is Him to love through us. And, uh, and then to confess, to get our hearts right and prepared for the work of the Lord so that we can be something for the Lord, so that we can do something to honor and glorify Him. So I just thought of that message and I just want to, I kind of feel like that I'm just continuing right on uh, he presented it this morning, what to do, and, and I, 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 you know, tonight it's just, I want to just present to you Jesus, the God who does all these things through us, and takes all of this that we, we have a responsibility and we have to stay right. We have to ask those questions, we have to listen, we have to be in the mind of Christ in order that we might know what God wants us to do and what he wants, how He wants us to deal with every situation. I went home to study some. Today I've studied it so much that uh, Brenda's warned me that I better not write anything else down. Stuff like that. And a lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom and stuff. So I tried not to. And I can't read my scripture for the markings I put in my Bible so it wouldn't be on paper so she couldn't catch up with me, you know. But no, she's a big help to me and I appreciate her so much. But, but tonight I just want to lift up Jesus. I want us to see Jesus the, uh, see what was important to Jesus uh, as we prepare ourselves to serve and to honor Him in everything that we can do. I mean, it's, a, it's just about Him. And for Him, it was just about His Father. It was about His Father. You know, I mean, He had so I mean, He came here because His Father sent Him. His Father wanted Him to come. He didn't become because it was His burden. It was His Father's burden. You might say that, that in heaven one day they had a conversation and he asked, Lord, how's things going, going to be down here on this creation? And he listened and this, God said, this is the plan. Of course, it wasn't that way because he already knew. God knows everything. There's never been nothing that uh, God didn't know from eternity and on beyond anything we can comprehend or understand. But turn your Bibles to Psalm 95. And I kind of got my idea on what I wanted to do uh, from, a, from a movie Christian movie that we've all watched and enjoyed, and uh, from a little lady named Molly Bruno. Does anybody recognize that name? Remember the old lady on, on, the, on I can't remember her name, the elderly lady on, uh, on, on War Room? I can't remember what her name was, but she was the lady, the prayer warrior that was going to, uh, was uh, uh, mentoring the young lady. 
I can't remember none of those names or nothing, but, but then there's a, there was actually an elderly lady, 91 years old, that was a prayer warrior for the, the Hendrick brothers and all their cast in Charlotte, North Carolina when they were making that movie. They interviewed her, and if you'll go to your special features on the, on the DVD, you can see that interview, and uh, they actually used her Bible in the movie. She was, uh, she would have been, uh, she was the living, the living person who was real, and that uh, the other lady was playing in the movie, actually. And uh, they interviewed her, and she made this statement, and this is what I, what I want to, want us to understand and realize, just going right on with what Brother Stephen preached this morning, uh, she made this statement and several others too, but this one's the one I want to talk about. If you have Jesus, you have everything. You know, that's, that's just a quick statement, but you ought to ponder that and take that and meditate on that. If you have Jesus, have it, you have everything. And you know, Jesus Christ, I'll tell you what, he, he always exalted his Father. He always, thought, he always looked to his Father. And it was always to the Father about Jesus, but to Jesus it was about his Father. He was there to glorify and lift up his Father. Since I have Jesus, I have everything. And we do. We have everything we need to carry out the message that the brother preached this morning. I have several things I want to share with you to start with. And, and uh, you know, we don't have notes and stuff. But some one-liners, some one-liners that have meant a lot to me, but they didn't to start with. And I want to encourage you that uh, you take your Bible and you maybe, as you're reading Scriptures and God, something jumps out of you, and it may be a little short one-liner that you would, you would write that down. That's what I've done. I'm basically bringing something to you I've had for, for months, maybe even a year or more. But uh, to start out, and I'll give you the Scripture on it if I can read my writing, in Philippians 1.21, we'll go to Psalm 95, and that's where we'll go from in a minute. But in uh, Philippians 1.21, he made this statement, For me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. And I took that statement and I just pondered that statement over and over and have for months and months in my life. And I asked you to take that and do that. Since we have Jesus, for me to live is, is Christ. And just stop right there and meditate on that little saying. Then in Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 through 4, they, I'll read you a couple of scriptures right here. But it says uh, in Colossians 3, 2, Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead and your life is, and here's the one-liner, hid, your life is hid with Christ in God. Your life is hid with Christ in God. I, I, I challenge you to take that and just ponder it a while. Write it down, put it on a card, and just look at it once in a while and think about it. Your life is hid with Christ in God since you have Jesus, since you have Jesus. Then to go on in verse uh, 3 and 4, when Christ, who is our life, wow, that's a big statement, isn't it? When Christ, who is our life. Brother David Kemp's the one that brought this one to my attention. He sent me a text one night uh, of encouragement. And, and, you know, I've pondered this much, much, uh, many, many times. And uh, who, when Christ, who is our life, take that statement and meditate on it and think about it. Uh, that's what I want to encourage you to do tonight, is to meditate and think about Jesus. Uh, since we have Jesus, Christ is our life. 
Ponder that and take it with you. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye shall also appear with him in glory. And then verse 11, another little one-liner, but Christ is all in all. But Christ is all in all. And in 2.17, but the body is of Christ, since we have Jesus. We're his, we're not our own. We're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God. In he, which is in heaven. And then Colossians 2.10, you are complete in Him. I like that. And you think on these things, this is what you have since you're in Jesus, since you have Jesus, since you're in Christ and Christ is in you. This is just a couple of things that are yours. You know, when God saved us, He gave us so much, and I feel like we failed to get it many times. We need to ask. And we need to listen. And we need to care. And we need to confess. Turn with me just back. If you're in Psalm 95, just, just turn back just in a couple of verses I want to look at in Psalm 91 right quick. Uh, uh, this is cause and effect. But I want to read to kind of get the contest. This is security of the godly, of those in Christ and those who are walking. Verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. All right, you take that and you consider that. And then come over with me to verse number 14. Because, because he has set his love upon me. Now this is the Lord talking about his servant, David. Because he has set his love upon me. And here's your effect. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. And here's your cause again. Because he hath known my name. Because he hath known my name. Then verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. Since we have Jesus. And honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This has become my life's verse. Because the Lord gave me this when I went into surgery on February 1st, 2016. You know, you're fearful when you go into, into surgery and to have this carotid artery fixed. And I asked God, I said, God, I, I want to know, you know. You don't know what's going to happen. And they said, you know, it's pretty serious surgery. But the Lord gave me this little passage of Scripture right here. And it's become my life's verses. Because He has set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He hath known my name. I ain't done a lot. He shall call upon me. I, I will answer him. That's a promise right there. He says, he says, I'll answer you if you'll call on me. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him. You know what God told me with that verse right there? And show me him my salvation. I'm not done with you. We've got to get this behind us. But you've got a lot of work to do. So don't think you're checking out going on home. And you know, if God's called you and put you into a ministry and you have something to do, and I believe Brenda and I have, have ministry to do here at the church, but our character under construction is well, I, I expect to finish well right there. As long as God will keep us up and keep us moving, we want to go affect the lives of these kids. You know, I love the work here at the church. I love running the bus, preaching to the kids and talking with them and seeing there's a little boy here this morning, Riley Ingram, who in school one day in our class raised his hand and told him that he believed God wanted him to be a preacher. 
And he's in our Wednesday night club, and he announced in there that he felt like God wanted him to be a preacher. God called him to preach. And he had his parents bring him and drop him off this morning for church, and then they come back and got him after church. Twelve years old. You don't, have, you don't have no idea what you're doing with these kids or these teens. You know, we don't know. We, and probably good that we don't. Because many times the ones that we would mark off, well, that and there, I don't know about him. He just may be the one that God's going to use the most. Since he has Jesus. <laughs> since I, and I, I wrote this down. I'm going to go on so I won't keep you here. I told Brenda we'd be getting out early tonight because I was going to run through. And she said, you say that now, but it never works out when you get up there. <laughs> She's there to keep me humble. What about Jesus? I wrote this down a long time ago, and I just thought I would share it with you tonight. Uh, this is really not the message, but it, it just sets, set, kind of sets the groundwork of what, uh, what we're talking about. Since I have Jesus, I have everything. Number one, I have life. I have physical life because of Jesus. But I also have eternal life through the forgiveness that I received when Christ died for my sins, was buried, and rose the third day. And when he convicted me of my sin, and when I repented and believed the gospel, then I had life physical, and then I had life eternal. Second, since I have Jesus, and since I have life, I have hope. I have hope now. And that's your confident expectation. You know, the sure thing, <laughs> the sure thing, the real thing, that's going to last for eternity. And guys, you think about eternity and where we're going to be and what we're going to do and who we're going to see since we have Jesus. And then you think about the worth of each day that you go through here. I don't care whether it's a sawmill or whether it's somewhere digging holes to, like Brother Steve does or working at Lowe's like Brother Kemp does or many of the other things that different ones do. We're all doing it as unto the Lord and not unto man. If we love God and we love our neighbor, then if we love God, we'll affect our neighbor, won't we? Since I have Jesus, I have, I have hope now. I have hope forever. And you know what? He's given us many fruits to be used, like the, the fruit in, in uh, uh, Galatians 5.22, the nine fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long, suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. He's given us these things in our life that He's got to give to us when we trusted Him as our Savior. And since I have life and I have hope, I have purpose. I can serve Him now. I can serve Him now. I have a purpose. I have a reason to be here and not just flounder through. You hear people say they don't, they're trying to find out who they are. Jesus will give them purpose. He'll give them hope and He'll give them reason. He'll give them life. I, have ser I can serve Him now and I can worship Him. I can worship Him now because that's my purpose. It's to worship and honor and glorify my Father which in heaven through His Son, Jesus Christ. And I couldn't do it without Jesus. Did you know that? We couldn't worship the Lord here tonight or any other time without Jesus. It's the way God set it up. Many religions try to bypass Jesus. I liked in the movie room, War Room whenever they, the guy come out and he, had, he tried to rob the, the two ladies and, the, and, and uh, the older lady, she said, uh, says, I'm not giving you my money. Said you, uh, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And uh, I, I may not be exact. And when the police was talking about it, said, you could have been hurt? Said, yeah. They said, you sure could have, but uh, 
said uh, uh, something along the line of, uh, but I, I, I believe, I trust the Lord or something. And then, he, then she said, and she told him, said, I rebuked him in Jesus' name. said, now don't you leave Jesus out. That's what's problem in this world today. They're leaving Jesus out of everything. That's good, ain't it? Guys, since we have Jesus, let's lift him up real high. Let's lift him up in our daily walk and realize that everywhere we go and everything we're a part of, we are representing Jesus Christ. And it pleases our Father in heaven when we do that. And it gives us a lot of life, a lot of hope, a lot of purpose. And it gives us help. I have hope since I have Jesus. I can know God's will through God's Word, through prayer, and through fellowship with other believers that I can talk to and have to help me. I have help now. I have, I have helped to find God's will. And I know that the motive is always for God's glory. That helps me to know which way I'm going. To know where I'm going. And know what to find out what God wants to do in me. Just like He did in Nehemiah. He was in a hard place. But God got, brought him all the way through. Planned the whole thing. Many times you find out things were planned many, many years before. Fifth, since I have life, since I have hope, since I have purpose, since I have help, since I have Jesus, I have love. I have love. I can now love God because He loved me first. We really don't need to take a lot of credit, do we? Love the Lord, as Brother used the Scripture there. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind. And I think that it was marked that added strength. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. And on to these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments. In other words, if we get them two right, the rest of it will fall in place. We can learn all of the stuff, and we need to. But man, if we would center on loving God, and loving each other, and loving our neighbor, and our friends, and our enemies, the ones that are hardest to love, then the rest of the little problems in our life are going to, going to come together. Oh, you'll have opposition because Satan ain't, he ain't quit. He ain't laid down. He ain't give up. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. 2 Corinthians 9 eight. Since you have Jesus. Since I have Jesus. See, that's why Nehemiah could go build the wall since he had Jesus. He knew who he, he had all these things. He had life, hope, purpose, help, and love. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory. Thanks be unto God, which giveth, that's a gift. You know that? Which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have victory since we have Jesus, right? Amen? All right. Things are looking up, aren't they? God's in control since we have Jesus. You know, we need to think, we need to ponder, and we need to meditate on Scripture so that we really do understand what we have. You know? There's another verse I want to quote for you. I can do it whenever I'm not up here. That is a blessing to me. I mean, it talks about our, our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in the prayer of Moses in Psalm 90, verse number 2. 
If you want to turn there, we're right there anyway. This is beautiful. And, you know, since we have Jesus, we know He's been here forever. And, and all of the attributes of God. Before the mountains were brought forth, in verse 2, wherever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Isn't that beautiful? In 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 1, verse 2. If I could remember that verse. I know that verse as well as I did this one. Y'all bear with me just a second. I'm going to remember that. Rick, at it right quick. Give me a first word. Like we do the kids on Wednesday night. 2 Corinthians 1-2. I could turn to it, but since Ethan's going to I'm going to wait on him. It ain't coming. Read it. Grace be unto you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Right? The God of all mercy. The Father of, mer- the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. Let's go back to our psalm now. Psalm 95. And I'll get through this right quick. And I can't even see the clock tonight, so I don't know what time you'll get out of here. That's a real advantage on my part. But Psalm 95 is a, is a psalm of, of instruction, and we're probably going to run to, uh, if we have time, when we get to verse uh, 3, we're going to run to John 17. Uh, I could have I hit this in John 17, but John 17 has been preached a lot around here, and it's good, but I'm just going to hit a few things that Jesus uh, specified about His Father in there, just right quick. But verse 1, I'm going to just read the psalm. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In His hand hand are the deep places of the earth and the strength of the hills is also His. The sea is His and He made it. He's the Creator. And His hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, here's our invitation. Harden not your heart. Harden not. As in the, in the provocation, as in the day in the temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with that, this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Boy, that takes a change from the first to the last, don't it? I love it. And I've quoted it and I probably wore it out in uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight and 28 through 30. He says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. And up in verse number 2, you'll see again, let us come. And I think of, I think of that, uh, that verse in, in Matthew eleven twenty. Come unto me. Come unto me. God's always wanting us to come. Come unto me, all that, you, all that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Learn of me. And here's what you want to learn. For I am meek and lowly in heart. God wants us to know that about Him. And ye shall find rest unto your soul. Ye shall find. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise 
unto him. For the Lord is a great God. Look at, let's look at some words in this one. Then we want to run to John 17. For the Lord, Jehovah, the self-existent God, is a great... There's the word, uh, the transcendence, refers to the, the attribute transcendence of God. Uh, he is the transcendent God. He is the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. And it's not the height or the distance, it's the quality of being. His highness. He is His highness. It's the greatness, the transcendence of God. And then God, you got the Trinity. You see Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And a great, there it is again, the transcendence of God. King, and that King is capitalized there. And ab above all gods, and that God's is small letter. It's not referring to Him. But let's turn, run to John 17, because Jesus had a lot to say about His Father. He really wanted so desperately for people in the church today, in the world, to see that Jesus Christ was all about His Father. He wanted the world to know what a wonderful Father He had, has. You know, the fathers of this world let us down because we're all sinners. We can't help it. We, we do really well in the condition we're in. And only Christ can keep us from making a bigger mess than we do. In verse 1, These words spake Jesus and lift up His eyes to heaven and said, Father, we're going to look at the, the six instances where He calls the Father's name out in here. The hour is come. Glorify Thy Son. His Son is where He's at, getting ready to go to the cross for this purpose. He calls out to His Father and He says, Glorify Thy Son, and that Thy Son almost, may also glorify Thee. God's, Jesus' purpose here is to glorify His Father, to lift up and, and let the people see His Father. When we pray, we're praying to the Father. Jesus is here praying to the Father, isn't He? And, the, and what does the model prayer tell us? Our Father, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, praise, lift up the name of Jesus, be thy name. We start out with praise, that's exactly what this psalm does. Down in verse number 5, again we see Him call out His Father's name. This time He says, And now, O Father, glorify, me, glorify Thou me with Thine own self, with the glory which I had with Thee before the world was. That's before verse 1 in Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That's where our, our verse comes in again at, at Psalm uh, 90 verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. This is Jesus. And this is the Father. Oh, Father, he cries out again. Let's, let's look now over in verse number 11, where he calls on his Father again. And now, I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come unto me. He's coming to His Father. He's setting us an example. You see what I'm saying? Jesus is showing us how to come to His Father. How He comes to His Father. That's what I want to understand in my heart and in my prayer life and in my walk with the Lord is how I come to the Father. Well, what better way to come than the way Jesus came? ...submission and, and, and prayer to His Father and He was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He never considered himself. He considered, he said, I've come to do the will of my Father that sent me. 
And now I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. I come. Come unto me. Holy Father. You know, this is a very hard, strenuous time in the life of Jesus Christ. A man in the flesh. Sure, it was perfect flesh, but he, he knew the feelings. He already knew what he was going to feel at the cross. You ever think about that? He knew from eternity past what he was going to feel at the cross. That's the physical suffering, the abuse, and then the spiritual suffering. The six hours of darkness when the sin of all mankind was placed on the Son of God. And I like the way J.D. Rotenizer said it one time, and the Lord placed all the sin of all mankind on Him, and then He whipped His Son to death. Never forgot that. And He cries out, Holy Father! You do hear the passion that Jesus is crying out with at this time? Oh, Holy Father! He wants so to please His Father that He's not even going to turn from the cross and run. Jesus knew what was going to happen and who was going to be saved. But He was really passionate about His Father. Oh, Holy Father. And He knew that the Holy Father was the one that demanded this sacrifice. This had to happen. And that would honor and glorify and please His Father. And folks, if He hadn't have done it, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have the opportunity to serve Him this coming week. You know, I don't care what we've done last week. That's history. That's, you'll, you'll meet that at the judgment seat of Christ. But folks, this week, the one in front of us, the one we've got to walk yet, the decisions we've got to make tomorrow, tonight, and the rest of the week. And will we have in our mind the glory of the Father? As Jesus, in His passion, cried out, I come, O Holy Father. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that a beautiful statement for the Son of God to make to His Father? The Spirit of God wrote it down so we could hear it. Oh man, what an honor and a privilege tonight to hear the voice of Jesus speaking. You know, Jesus' voice is not, not uh, uh, confined to this book right here. This is the printed page. The voice of Jesus speaks every day. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth His handiwork. But every time my mouth opens, and every time your mouth opens, God speaks. We need to be very careful how we live our life. It's not ours. And the, and the things that the, the deception of Satan and, and the lusts of this world, and I'm not talking about, we always go to the far end of that, but the daily lusts of wanting the things of this world. Just, just, just having what this world has, and God's not against that, but He wants to be Lord over that first. He wants us to come to the people that are lost and suffering. And He wants to come... As the brother laid it out this morning, asking, how you doing? And then listening with our heart. With the passion that Jesus has right here. Father, what do you want? What do you want me to do? 
And we need to care with the love of Jesus. We can't do it. I'll tell you that. We can't love them. Our enemies are our best friends like Jesus can love them through us. And we need to keep a short account on sin. We need to confess it, brother. Amen. Alright, let's go down to verse 21 now. This is the fifth one. Fourth one. Fourth one. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Oh, as he's calling on his Father's name again. See, Jesus done what he did because he went to the Father. And he done it in the power of the Holy Spirit when he walked on this earth. He didn't do it in the power of his flesh. He was God, but he laid aside. It wasn't that he gave it up. He couldn't give it up. He's God. God Almighty. How you uh, don't even go there. That's but that's way out of our league, isn't it? Verse 24. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. Hey, future's coming. Have you noticed? March is gone and it just started. We're in the third, first, end of the first quarter of 2019 and it just started. It only takes six months to get a year done. Two weeks to a month. Twelve hours to a day. I don't know where it's going, but it's getting, it's getting gone. Have you noticed? But see, since we have Jesus, we're going to get to see that glory. And when we get there, we ain't going to never be able to compare time with eternity again. <laughs> I don't believe we will. Father, I will that they see my glory, that they behold my glory. This is the will of the Father. This pleases the Father. Or Jesus wouldn't be doing it. Because that all that was in the heart of Jesus Christ was to honor and glorify His Father. And since I have Jesus, Let's go down to the last one in verse 25. I use, the, I use verse, 20, verse 11 and 25 in my own prayers. When I call out to God, O Holy Father, O Righteous Father, we're doing Him honor. And our puny words don't do it, do it as it should. O Righteous Father, the world hath not known Thee, but I have known Thee. And he say, what He's saying basically, I'm going to show them who You are with my life. And we're left here to reflect that life. That life that Jesus lived. And He's our example. We can look at Him and we can see how to live. How to act. And whenever you get ready to go somewhere, and you get ready to... Well, is Jesus going with me? Is this something He wants me to do? If I grieve the Spirit, am I going to the place that God would have me to go? Folks, we're going to look Jesus right now one day. We are. We're going to look Jesus right now. I've used this time and time again with the children, and I ain't going to do you because I can't even see you anyway. All of even Peter's a blur. I'd tell them, I, of course, I'm, we're clo up close and personal in the, in the kids' room, and I'd say, every one of you look me right now, and I'd look at every one of them and tell them that, yeah, I'm mean to them kids. Ain't I? Tyler. You know, 
Tyler's been raised upright. Said, I always respect your elders, no matter how mean they are. <laughs> you can put up your grandpa, you can stand me, brother. I know that. Oh, righteous Father. There's five goals that I marked, and there's a whole lot more than that, so don't get me wrong. The first one is in verse 10, and this is the goals that Jesus said, I am glorified in them. That's me since I have Jesus. The last little line there in verse 10, I am glorified, all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And that's it. That's, the, that's what God wants. He wants to be glorified in you. The second one is in verse 13. And he wants us to have this. It's the end of the verse also. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, but that, that, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Since I have Jesus. Since you have Jesus. The world needs to see the joy of Jesus Christ fulfilled in your countenance tomorrow when you go to work or you go in for your cup of coffee or whatever whatever place you represent Jesus tomorrow, they need to see the joy of Christ fulfilled because that's the goal that He set. Third goal, down in verse 21, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art me and I in thee. That here's it, Here it is. This is that they also may be one in us. Does, what does people think of Jesus when they see you? What do they think of Him? Fourth one in verse 24. <clears throat> it's at the last of the verse 2. It's all through it. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. Jesus says, I want you to see my glory one day. Since you have Jesus, you can. We will. We can't help it now. Because we have Jesus. If you're in here tonight and you don't know Jesus, you don't know for sure if you died that you would go to heaven, then, then please, please, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me and he's given us. Come from our Father. What a Father. What a Father. I failed as a father. If you're a father, you've had failures. Maybe not as bad as mine, but you had them. My father had failures. Not our heavenly father. <laughs> Not one, nowhere along the way has our father ever messed up in our upbringing and our outgoing when we leave here too, the rest of the trip. But oh, to get in the yoke with him, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. That's the rest, and you shall find rest. You shall find rest under your soul. What did I get to? Four? All right, the fifth one's in the last verse, 26. And I have declared them unto thy name, I will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me, here it is, may be in them, that the love wherewith the Father now this would be, it wouldn't be in here if it wasn't possible, guys and gals. Let's read that verse. I have declared unto them thy name, and I will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me be in them. And I in them. That's the fifth goal. Now there's more in there. 
And I don't know where I got them, whether I wrote them down or preacher preached it and I stole it from him, but that's just life. <laughs> but hey, ain't them some good goals since we have Jesus? Since we have Jesus? The example of our Savior, that the, the, the way that God has shown us how, and I tell my kids on Wednesday night, and I plead with them over and over, and I get lax in it every once in a while, but I say, please read your Bible every day. Please. I don't see how anybody can be in the will of God if you're not opening your Bible every day. Honestly, I don't. I mean, how can you start a day when you haven't had a word from God? When you haven't had a word from God. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Trouble of it is, do we really want Jesus? I tell you what, we love Him because He first loved us. I believe we could seek Him because He's seeking us. Okay? Well, I got a lot more. We're going to stop because we got a few things we need to do. I'd like to give just a little testimony before I end the message. I, I, I come to a place about six months ago of hopelessness. I hadn't felt that in many, many, many years. I have battled anxiety. I have battled sugar. I've battled my cholesterol. Uh, my blood pressure. I have a specialist for everything. You notice Brother Baker last time here he talked about his doctors more than anything else. And that's the way it is when you get old. Unless you're Jake Spence. And he just don't get sick. But his days are coming. But I kid you not, I prayed. Especially when the pastor went to uh, preaching on prayer. And I seen that I did. Hey, after he got about three-fourths of the way through that short series, I realized that my father was listening. And I prayed some prayers and I asked him, I said, Lord, I've done everything I can. And you can ask Brenda. I, I, was, I, was down to, I was eating exactly what the doctors told me. I was doing everything exactly the way that I, I the best I very could. You know. <laughs> I'd never done good in English. I didn't. And I gave up. I mean, I come to the place, my sugar was rising, my blood pressure was rising, and I was on blood pressure medicine, and I was trying to avoid the sugar medicine because it'll kill you. You ever read the side effects? And I tried one one time. How many side effects did I have, Brenda? Every one of them. Yeah, except death. And it was coming if I'd have kept taking them, okay? <laughs> I saw the lights, you might say, and I cut them off. They'll kill you. Them chemicals they're putting in us are killing us. And I prayed, and I was sitting up one night praying after Brenda went to bed, and, and I, had, I was looking at something. I might have been reading on my phone. Anyhow, something popped up. Uh, no, I was looking at the weather, and one of them things popped up uh, on, on diabetes, and I, I, I seen them from time to time and clicked. But I clicked on this one. And I started reading, I started reading the article, and it wasn't like a lot of them. Usually you can go through an hour of reading and, and listening, or most of them will talk to you and you can listen to them. But they're all going to the same place. Now you get to the end and now I've told you that you're going to be the healthiest person to ever live. Now, send for my product. And you'll know what I'm talking about, but I ain't going to tell you. This lady laid it all out. And I, I, I don't order things off my phone. 
and put my credit card on there. I, I've just ne- but I did. I felt like God said, this is your answer. And I did. I ordered that and I got on it and I've been on it a little over two weeks. Two weeks Friday. My press, blood pressure was running about 100 and 178, something like that. The bottom number, over 80 a lot of times. It was just getting higher. My sugar was running around 170 and 80, and even at 100, over 90 at times, and, and a few times over 200. And I couldn't do nothing about it. The times when I thought I was doing the best, it was the worst. I was hopeless, folks. So I would have, you know, something that, that I... But I prayed for it. I believed God for it best I knew how. I, you know, tell me to believe, yeah, I will, best I know how. And God sent me that, and I read that thing as quick as I could. It wasn't, it wasn't very long, and it made so much sense. It, the first half of the book showed me what was wrong with me and why. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there just about to cry. I'm hopeless. Boy, I'm really hopeless now. second part of the book gave me the answers, told me what to do. And in two weeks' time, I've had a lower blood sugar as 127 and 128 two mornings. But I'm averaging right around 140 and it's going down. My My blood pressure has went down. I mean, all of it's going down. And if I told you, you wouldn't believe what I'm doing. But God answered my prayer and it wasn't the program so much as the fact that I knew God had given me that, and if God gives it to you, it'll work. Okay? Well, now, it's changed my whole world. It really has. It's, it's, it's not a diet. It's, a, it's a, way of, a new way of life for me. But hey, I was hopeless. When you get to the point of desperation, then God can help you. And I needed to glorify God with that and tell you about that. I hope this message has been a little blessing to you, and I felt like it fitted right, it fit right with uh, Stephen's message and the things he gave us this morning. Uh, I just want to praise the Lord. But hey, since we have Jesus, let's go out here and let's affect this world, and let's don't forget about Him as we go through our day. Let's don't forget about Him as we make our decisions and do our things and go through the day.